Welcome to the Words That Minister Grace podcast, where we read from Christian theologians that the host finds edifying. In this episode, we continue our reading of Part 3 of Martin Luther's Large Catechism, which discusses prayer generally and the Lord's Prayer specifically. We will be looking at the second petition of the Lord's Prayer. Second Petition Thy Kingdom Come As we prayed in the first petition concerning the honor and name of God, that he would prevent the world from adorning its lies and wickedness with it, but cause it to be esteemed sublime and holy both in doctrine and life, so that he may be praised and magnified in us, so here we pray that his kingdom also may become. But just as the name of God is in itself holy, and we pray nevertheless that it be holy among us, so also his kingdom comes of itself, without our prayer. Yet we pray nevertheless that it may come to us, that is, prevail among us and with us, so that we may be a part of those among whom his name is hallowed and his kingdom prospers. But what is the kingdom of God? Answer, nothing else than what we learned in the creed, that God sent his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, into the world to redeem and deliver us from the power of the devil, and to bring us to himself, and to govern us as a king of righteousness, life and salvation against sin and death, and an evil conscience, for which end he has also bestowed his Holy Spirit, who is to bring these things home to us by his holy word, and to illuminate and strengthen us in the faith by his power. Therefore we pray here in the first place that this may become effective with us, and that his name be so praised through the holy word of God and a Christian life, that both we who have accepted it may abide and daily grow therein and that it may gain approbation and adherence among other people, and proceed with power throughout the world, that many may find entrance into the kingdom of grace, be made partakers of redemption, being led thereto by the Holy Ghost, in order that thus we may all together remain forever in the one kingdom now begun. For the coming of God's kingdom to us occurs in two ways. First, here in time through the word and faith and secondly, in eternity forever through revelation. Now we pray for both these things, that it may come to those who are not yet in it, and, by daily increase to us who have received the same, and hereafter in eternal life. All this is nothing else than saying, Dear Father, we pray, give us thy first word, that the gospel be preached properly throughout the world, and secondly, that it be received in faith and work and live in us, so that through the word and the power of the Holy Ghost thy kingdom may prevail among us, and the kingdom of the devil be put down, that he may have no right or power over us, until at last it shall be utterly destroyed, and sin, death, and hell shall be exterminated, that we may live forever in perfect righteousness and blessedness. From this you perceive that we pray here not for a crust of bread or a temporal perishable good, but for an eternal, inestimable treasure and everything that God himself possesses, which is far too great for any human heart to think of it desiring if he had not himself commanded us to pray for the same. But because he is God, he also claims the honor of giving much more and more abundantly than any one can comprehend, like an eternal, unfailing fountain, which the more it pours forth and overflows, the more it continues to give. And he desires nothing more earnestly of us than that we ask much and great things of him, and again is angry if we do not ask and pray competently. For just as when the richest and most mighty emperor would bid a poor beggar ask whatever he might desire, and were ready to give great imperial presents, 
and the fool would beg only for a dish of gruel, he would be rightly considered a rogue and a scoundrel who treated the command of his imperial majesty as a jest and sport, and was not worthy of coming into his presence. So also it is a great reproach and dishonor to God if we, to whom he offers and pledges so many unspeakable treasures, despise the same, or have not the confidence to receive them, but scarcely venture to pray for a piece of bread. All this is the fault of the shameful unbelief which does not look to God for as much good as will satisfy the stomach, much less expects without doubt such eternal treasures of God. Therefore we must strengthen ourselves against this, and let this be our first prayer. Then indeed we shall have all else in abundance, as Christ teaches. Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. For how could he allow us to suffer want and be straitened in temporal things, when he promises that which is eternal and imperishable? Thank you for listening. You can find contact information in the show notes.